It's amazing to me how many people desire to grow in their walk with God, regardless of where they are in the journey. So they ask for more faith. Many people pray for it. Other people say, if I come to church, maybe I'll just serendipitously get it. However, the scripture is very clear about how we get more faith. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God as Romans chapter 10 verse 17 reminds us. So our prayer for you as you hear this message is that your faith would go from where it is to where God intends it to be. Grow as you hear this word. from the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Our scripture is John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave to his one and only son. Anyone who believes in him will not die, but will have eternal life. We put hearts because this scripture talks about God loving us, and hearts represent love. We put stars because those are important to us. God is important, too. We put the words in rainbow because we felt it meant you could show your true colors, and God still loves you. We chose this scripture because we felt like people needed to know that they are loved. Some people think that because they are different, nobody loves them. But what they don't know is that God loves us so much that he gave his only son for us. as you guys should be. All right, today I will be talking about spiritual blessings. Spiritual blessings are love, humanity, peace, family, and friends. Did you know that you guys already received it? Okay, tough crowd. I'll prove it to you. Please open your Bibles to Ephesians 1.3. Praise be to the Father, oh, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
God has given us every blessing in heaven. Raise your hand if you've ever missed out on a blessing because you were too busy looking for the obvious. Well, one, two, three. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Sometimes people look for spiritual blessings the size of a pine cone, but in reality, it's the size of a pine cone. What I mean is, spiritual blessings may not come the way we think they should because God never does things like us. He decides the way He is going to deliver our blessings. Turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor? neighbor. Blessings come in many sizes. Don't think that your blessing didn't come because you didn't see it. All you have to do is stop and look around. <laughs> God always gives us what we need. God never fails. He dots every I, crosses every T. He is always doing. Philippians 4.19 says, My God will use his wonderful riches in Christ Jesus to give you everything you need. God's word is true so you can believe that your blessings are there. The first spiritual blessing I'm talking about is God's love. That's the blessing that everyone has. And without his love, we would be sinners and not be able to be clean to go to heaven. In Ephesians 1.4, in Christ he chose us before the world was made. In his love, he chose us to be his holy people, people without blame before him. That means he wanted us before he even knew us. Right? Right. All right. Um, that, ooh, even knew him. Now that's a real blessing. Jesus knows you like the back of his hand. He knows every hair on your head and has a plan for your life, according to Jeremiah 29, 11. I strongly suggest that you get to know him. You really do want to learn more about him. It's like one of my best friends who is in a relationship with Michael B. Jordan. Oh, okay. <sighs> okay. He doesn't know her, but she knows him. And I was like, girl, you are a stalker. Ooh. I'm being, like, I'm being for real right now. She follows everything, like Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Oh, Jesus. And she knows everything about him, too. And I was like, so one day I was in class, right? And I was like, I was doing a project, and I was like, what does the B and Michael B. Jordan stand for? She's like, Bakari. Whoa. Whoa there. I was literally in shock. Like, it was, um, it was just so fast. She answered it so quickly, too. And I was like, how do you know that? She was like, don't worry about it. And I was like, and then she was like, you want his blood type, too? No. No, I do not. <laughs> And I was like, girl, you are obsessed with this guy. And she was, like, she was like, yeah, because he's so nice and a smart guy who loves everybody, which reminded me of Jesus. She's obsessed with a man she's never met, so how, could, so how should we feel about God? Right? We know him. He sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. He filled us with his Holy Spirit and keeps blessing us every day. Now, if that's not the greatest blessing ever... Then I don't know what else you're looking for. <laughs> I don't know what else you're looking for. I'm just saying, you know, if you take anything from my sermon today, just remember, you are blessed. You have received so many spiritual blessings. Spiritual blessings may not always be obvious, so stop thinking that they will be. 
When you are busy looking for something big, you will miss out on what God has in front of you. God bless. Good morning, Citadel. Thank you, guys. I love my church family. <laughs> Today, I will be reading a poem that I wrote myself that is based off the Bible verse, Psalms 139, 13 through 14. This states, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful, and your works, my, and your, and your works. my soul knows it very well. Here we go. God knew me before I was born. He saw my life before it began. He knit me together in my mother's womb, and in his love I stand. The world may try to define me, but by my looks or what I do. But God sees my heart and soul and knows my worth is true. I am a masterpiece crafted by the hands of God, unique and special in every way, and that's why I'm not a facade. I am a child of God, loved and cherished without end. His grace and mercy surrounds me in my brokenness, he'll mend. So let the world say what it will, but I know the truth inside. I am beautiful in God's eyes, and that's where I find my pride. God's love for us is beyond measure, and his grace is a never-ending treasure. So let us not be consumed by worldly standards, and but rather embrace the beauty that God has commanded. For in his eyes we are perfect and whole, and his love for us will never grow old. So let us live our lives with confidence and grace, knowing that in God's eyes, we are beautiful, a display of his love and his grace. May we embrace our God-given beauty and live each day with confidence and love, for in doing so, we reflect the one who made us and point others to the beauty of our God above. Thank you so much. Okay, hi, I'm Layla, and I'm here to share my testimony about how God saw me. Okay. Am I good now? Okay. This story starts with my day at work. I was running orders, and there was a bag sitting there, and I asked Amaya, I was like, did you want me to take it, or are you going to take it? And so, of course, she didn't move. She's like, it doesn't matter. I was like, okay. So I took the bag, and when I touched the bag, something in my spirit told me, like, this lady was gonna tip me, like, big, like, be ready, be square, be there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. And so as I'm taking this lady's bag out, I'm taking her order out, right? And I gave this lady her bag, you know, me, I'm trying to act like I didn't know what was happening, so of course I'm looking like this. Yeah, uh-huh. And so this lady, she pulls out a couple of ruffled ones. And I don't think she counted how many. It was probably like three. And so I told her, thank you. And as I was walking away, I was like, thank you, God, because, you know, any tip is a blessing. And so then she called me back, and she gave me some more ones. So I ended up with like $6, and you know me. <laughs> so I'm like, ooh, I just got two. All right, so it's like 10.30. No, 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 10.50. Mind you, I was off the clock at 10.30, but I was waiting on someone who would not be called out. <laughs> Look at 
I'm just kidding, Dad. I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> so this lady comes back up to the window, and she gives Ethan this card. And she was like, give it to a black girl with braids. So I'm in the back, like, towards the front. Ethan comes up to me, gives me this card. He told me what the lady said. And I opened it, because it's only two girls. It's me and this other girl, Trinity. And she had been long gone, long, long gone. So I opened the card, I mean, I opened the envelope, and it says, years from now, you will look back and find that you were growing in many ways you could not see at the time. It says, now that each day is preparing you to be the person you're, oh my gosh, know that each day is preparing you to become the person you're destined to be, take it one step at a time. Then out dropped the $20 bill. I said, <laughs> well, look at God. <laughs> In quotations on the inside, it says, keep praising me. In uh, quotation marks, and it has a hyphen, and it says, God. And the whole time, I thought that I was praying, and God couldn't hear me. And the whole time, he heard me. He just didn't respond. And so he's showing me that he can talk to me in other ways besides talking to me myself. Really, like, having me, like, super sad. Like, I was dancing around just going crazy. Okay, but um, I'm done, so. I'm Miracle Ross, and I'm a 14-year-old girl that's a part of YLL. And I probably know what you're thinking. Another kid is about to teach me about Jesus? Well, you'd be surprised what a lot of kids in YLL know about Jesus, and they might even know more than you. So let's go inside. It's kind of chilly. Woo! Almost dropped you there. Anyways, today I'll be teaching you about Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, in which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, I noticed that it's like a word of affirmation telling us that we are only made to do God's good work and things that he has planned us to do. It's like when God tells you that you should spread the word of God and teach people about Jesus who don't know him. It's good works. Good things could come to those people when they learn about God and have a relationship with him. Now, I apply this to my daily life and it makes me feel like I have an important job for God, making me believe that God has an important task for me to do in the future. I don't know what God has in store for your future, but if you spread around his good word and teach other people about him, he might have something very good in store for you. And I probably can promise you that. Everyone, please bow your heads with me. God, you've told us that we are your handiwork made to do good work through your image. Doing good work is what we are supposed to do throughout our lives. We are your children, and we know that we are loved by you so much that you have planned out our lives and jobs before we were even born. I am heavily grateful that he loves us so much, and I think you should do. Thank you, God, and amen. What do you say after all of that? But thank you, Lord. 
Praise be unto God, the most high. Amen. That God has seen them and that God sees you. I was sharing a story. I said, you know, when I was younger, I said, uh, I never liked my name. My name is Asia with a Z-A-Z-I-A. So there was an Aziza when people read my name. People gave me Aziah. There would be questions afterward that I had like, Aziza, where did you get an extra Z from? My name is Asia, just like the continent. Had I been there at that moment making decisions about names and how they would have been spelled, I would have said, Dad, don't do that to me. My mother said that she would have called me Amy, Asia. Amy. She said, you might have been a Lisa. I said, I could have worked Lisa. I could have done that. But you instead called me Asia. But my middle name is Noel. It's the first. My father named me after the first official snow in 1983. That's when I was born, October 25th of 1983, the very first snow. How beautiful, right? But no one calls me by my middle name. They chop up my first one. Then I got the fantastic opportunity to have the last name Maiden of Spragans. S-P-R-A-G-G-I-N-S. Say that when you read it from a page. But thanks be unto God, I got married kind of early. I was about 23. See, you were, I was 23 and you were four, right? 24, right? Thank you very much. I was 23, so I was like, oh, yes. Now I get a new name. I get rid deemed and show enough my husband's last name is R-A-J-U. <laughs> so now people call me Azia Reju. Azia Regu. You see what I'm saying? And I have to say to people, my name is Asia like the continent, Raju Hard J, right? So that's my formal name. But you also get nicknames, right? What are some of the nicknames people call you? Shout them out. What's your nickname? What's your nickname? Yeah, yeah, Lele. Yeah, 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 yeah. What else? What else? Book, uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. So some of those nicknames we get called, we absolutely love, right? Because they make us feel empowered and strong and seen. But sometimes there are names that people call us that are not so empowering. There are words that people used to call me like stupid. And you carry those things. And we remember, right? Like, um, um, uh, Words don't hurt, right? They bounce off of me and stick to you like glue. Sticks and stones may break my bones, huh? But the rest of that is a lie. 
And there were people who I loved, people who I loved, who would say things like, oh, there's Asia having another blonde moment. First of all, in a minute, once this green wash out, it's gonna be blonde and it's gonna be beautiful, huh? What's your issue with folks that are blonde? Second, come on, Tam, that's right. My blonde sisters are beautiful and brilliant and lovely, right? And the next implication is that I'm stupid, which is unfair. And it came from someone who I loved. And I know that I'm not the only one who got called names. And it was so important for me to know and so important for our young leaders to share with you that your name is not what they called you. Your name, no matter how many times they called you that name, whether they called you stupid or they called you any derivative of loose, as the seasoned saints would say. They would call you quirky. People, instead of, uh, uh, it would feel like, ugh, when people would say, well, you're eclectic. Or I couldn't do that. Your hair is blue, I could never do that. You work with kids, I could never do that. But I knew what they meant. And you know, and you feel what they mean. And as teenagers, can you imagine all of the names that fly on social media? The things that they want to be called but cannot be. The identities that come along with that, that they feel they cannot be. Ways of belonging come with what you are called. And it was so important that this group of people, that Gen Z, would come and speak to you about who God says you are. God says that you are free. You are no longer a slave to sin. So no matter how the enemy continues to throw that issue back at your face, no, many, no matter how many times the enemy wants to tell you who you used to be and the things you used to do, the people who you used to stomp around the neighborhood with, God says that you are free and no longer a slave to sin. He says in Ephesians 2.10 that you are his handiwork. Another word means masterpiece. I want you to be reminded that there are masterpieces hanging on the walls of the DIA. That there are those little red things that say, ah, 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 don't touch. This is a masterpiece. This is valuable. That's what you are. God says that you are loved, so loved that he gave his one and only son. I don't know if I can give my son. I don't know if I could give you my one and only only son and that's true of me you, you saw that when i was up here playing i oh sir you're not getting that you're not getting that but he gave his one and only son for you how amazing a message from the youngest of us and in the midst of my hard moments in the in the middle of being on the floor, crying, weeping. 
and I'm shouting out to God, don't you see me? You see I'm about to give up. You see I'm calling hotlines. You see that I'm making last testaments and wills. You see that this is it for me. Don't you see me? And there was a testimony by a 16-year-old girl. She said, he saw me right in the middle of taking orders at work. And if God sees a 16-year-old girl in the middle of a drive-through, don't you hesitate to believe that God sees you. So today you've gotten the opportunity to see exactly how God sees you through a gospel presentation done by students. And I do believe we do have one other video. Just a moment, okay. So I am coming out to y'all if that's all right. I need someone to tell the young leaders what you heard them say today. What's one nugget that you can encourage them with? Let me tell you the one thing as a preacher that is the most encouraging is when you can tell me something I told you, something that resonated with you. That means to me, I've done my job and I can tell God, see, look what, I, I've done what you told me to do. So this is what I need you to do. I'm going to give you five seconds to think about something that the leaders have said that you can say, yup, I heard that. And then I'm going to give you a microphone and you can encourage them. All right? Ready? Think. What did you hear them say? Good morning. Um, so I heard very, very loudly Deuteronomy 31 6 which says be strong and courageous do not be afraid or terrified because of them for the Lord your God goes with you he will never leave you nor forsake you and so I saw courage displayed from the time that y'all started on the stage singing Kirk Franklin jams and Maverick music um, Maverick City from the time that y'all started all the way up until now I saw courage in each of you and I saw that courage being displayed in a number of ways, right? From singing to putting together artwork to um, just expressing testimony, sharing what God is showing you through his word. And so for me, I was encouraged to have courage um, because there are a lot of things that God has called me to do that are very scary and that don't make sense. And that could put me in a place where people call me some names that ain't true. Um, but so thank you all for putting your courage on display, for showing that the Lord does go before us in all things, no matter matter how big or small. So that was what I heard. First of all, I just want us to give these young people a big hand again. You all are awesome. Awesome. So what did I see? I learned that I saw that God, God sees me. God loves me. I'm forgiven. I'm blessed. I'm courageous. Jeremiah 29, 11, I heard someone quote that scripture. And what I love is that each one of you brought your own God-given flavor. Flavor to everything that you did through, through the drawing, through the, the breakdancing. I love the breakdancing, Elle, okay? Um, the, 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 the scripture, the preaching, everything that you did was unique and you were uniquely made in God. And we saw that, and I thank God for each and every one of you all, okay? 
All right, one more. You listening over there? Hi, Minister Mache, you said what I want, Deuteronomy, you know, and, and one other thing that I saw, you know, when we were talking about courage, all of a sudden the Wizard of Oz, the lions said, what do they got that I don't got? Courage. You guys have courage, but what I saw up there was joy. Joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And I saw your faces, and I knew that it was real. Hallelujah. And if your legs were shaking, that's all right. You still win it. That's what courage is and joy. Thank you. I'm grateful to God also because um, uh, as the years go by, they will remember. We've got two that are going to be moving on out of high school uh, into the big world uh, next year. And guess what? they're going to remember that their church spoke over them. One more. So one of the things, I heard what you said, but more importantly, I seen what you did. I love how um, you are represented God your own way, right? Um, it wasn't, you can tell it wasn't something that was scripted to the children, right? You can see their own fingerprint, their own um, blueprint. And I just want to encourage all of you to just be who you are, the way God called you to be. Like trying to be someone else's version is so much harder. Just be who you are. And you can see the goodness of God. I am just so godly proud. I'm like crying when Asia's crying because we hear so many stories about our youth. And I work in a school system, so I see the youth. But when I see them saying and proclaiming the things of God, it encourages my whole heart. And so I'm like, speak it. Keep speaking it. Keep doing it. And be exactly who God has called you to be. All right, fam. We've got one last video, and then you'll have an opportunity to let Jesus lead your heart. Amen? Amen. Hey, Citadel. My name is Tyson, and welcome to my Tyson Talk. It's kind of like a TED Talk, but I'm not TED. It's cringy, but explains itself later. But anyway, I have a question for all of you. Have you ever had to say sorry before? A matter of fact, have you ever had to ask for forgiveness? I'm going to stop you right there because we all have. We all have to ask forgiveness for something in our lives. But if we haven't, that's a really big shocker. A lot of times when we ask for forgiveness, we say we're sorry, why we're sorry. They forgive us, but then they move on. But let's say you've done something really bad. Like, it could be on accident, or it can be on purpose. When you ask the person for forgiveness, they don't. Even if you ask from the bottom of your heart to forgive you, they just don't. Well, what would happen next? Well, there's one answer, and it's found in Ephesians 1-7, and it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. You see, unlike others, which may be hard to forgive, God is eager to forgive us of our wrongs. He doesn't want anyone to be punished for what they've done. Sometimes we feel that we have to be better just to talk to him, but in reality, we don't. When we put our faith in him, our sins are washed away forever. It says that in 1 John 1, 9, 
If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If you don't know what that means, it tells us that when we believe that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, he'll, we are debt free of our sins. But since we have God's grace, how should we act then? Well, we should act in a Christ-like manner. Jesus died on the cross knowing that we'll sin against him, Christian or not. So in return, we should act Christ-like. That means loving our neighbors and reflecting a godly attitude even at home. If we don't, we're basically abusing God's grace. That can be a hard part living out our faith because we are denying ourselves to follow him. Some ways of realizing this for me is reflecting on myself, asking, asking myself if it's a godly action, or just talking through him through prayer. If you heard out anything you heard from me today, I hope that's one thing you can take away from me. Well, that's all I have today. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful day. And remember, you are forgiven. Good afternoon, Citadel. Good afternoon. It's not morning no more. It's 12, 17. Good afternoon. Um, from Ephesians 1, 7 to Deuteronomy 31, 1 John 1, 9, I want to thank you all for listening, to giving back to us, to understanding what we had to say, because um, a lot of people don't like to hear our voices, don't like to hear where we come from as children, and you guys all did that, so I wanted to thank you. Um, and yeah, I just felt really appreciative of that. Um, uh, I just ask uh, that if you want to know God, the God that sees you as free, loved, beautiful, and forgiven, we're going to give you the opportunity to ask him to lead your life. <sighs> to lead you into loving the folks the way he loves you. Hello? We thank God for helping us know who we are and when we believe in Him. No matter what anyone else thinks, says, or does. We can always know we are loved, blessed, beautiful, forgiven, courageous, purposeful, and free. And that when we don't believe, well, when we don't think He does, He sees us. Please stand on your feet or stand in heart for the blessing before we go. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 26. May the Lord bless you and take good care of you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen and amen.
One of the great things about having heard what you just had a chance to experience is that your faith has gotten stronger. There's no way that you could have heard this message and your faith has not been increased. But where do we go? How do we move from faith to faith? The Bible is very clear that if you have not really made the greatest decision of your life, which is to become a Christian, you've really missed the great joy of the journey. So wherever you are, if you would like to have a personal relationship with Christ, do what the scripture says. Call upon the name of the Lord and you can be saved. Pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. I receive you now as my Savior and as my Lord. I'm trusting you and only you to direct my life in Jesus' name. Congratulations, wherever you are, that means that you have become a believer. For those of you that are already believers, your faith is now stronger. Don't be merely a hearer, but be a doer, and let's change the world. If you just prayed that prayer, you have an opportunity to reach out to us, and we would be honored to serve you and help you in your journey. Uh, please contact us at area code 313-871-FORT, or please visit us on our website, Citadel of Faith. Dot org that simply spells C I T A D E L of faith dot org all one word. We would love to hear your testimonies. We would love to hear your prayer requests. Know that you're in a partnership with us, and you're not in the journey alone. Let's change the world together, one person at a time.